I'd rather have a snowbow than no bow. We saw snowmans, so you know what that means. Hello, people of Twin Cities, and hello, people from around the world. Welcome to How Did This Get Made, a virtual live show. I am Tall John Shear, and we have a movie here for you that really is an interesting one. I didn't think that we would do another movie about a snowman coming to life, but here we are. Here we are once again, reminiscent of Jack Frost. This one's a little bit different. Uh, For 20 years, a girl creates her perfect, perfect man out of snow for a handful of days and then longs for him all year long until one year it becomes true. But she doesn't know that. Actually, no one knows that. I have a lot of questions about this whole fucking snowman story. Anyway, that is the premise. That is the plot of Snowman's. You don't need to know more than that, uh, but you do need to know that there's another man in the story. That man is her best friend who is in love with her, and she doesn't know it. She doesn't know that there's love right in front of her face, and that's the story, uh, really. Uh, love, romance, what's better? Is there a difference? This movie seems to posit that there is. Uh, all right, well, here to discuss this film <laughs> is... Jason Manzoukas. Please welcome Jason Manzoukas. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> What's up, jerks? Here we go! Ah, <laughs> oh, Snowman's. Oh, Jason, oh. I know that you love a rom-com. Snowman's is better than no man's, Paul. I know. Well, that's what I was saying. I was. I brought it back to the beginning. I said I'd rather have a snowbow than no bow. But yeah. there is, uh, you know, we are in our second snowman who's come to life film. And there's so and, much to discuss and, here. And not only that. The third inanimate object that comes to life Christmas movie. Because the Nutcracker oh, one wow. from, wasn't that last year or was that two years ago? That was last year, yeah. Where the year, Nutcracker yeah. comes to life? So we are, unbeknownst to me, we exist in a world in which there is a common fantasy that a inanimate Christmas object will come to life and be your dream man? Is that like, that's like a series, this is a pattern. Uh, I, it's <laughs> sad to me to think that we have come so far in humanity that we believe an inanimate object will give us more joy than a human being that we Does live. Does he have a dick? That's what I want to know. High school dick. Does he have a dick? Well, let's get into it. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't yep. want to go let's down do any it. rabbit hole too far. Uh, but for the rest of the show, I want you to know that you can call me Quaint Paul uh, because uh, <laughs> I am just like her dad, Quaint Paul's furniture. <laughs> 
St. Paul, Quaint Paul. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, a person has been calling me Quaint Paul for a very long time. Please welcome my other co-host, June Diane Raphael. Welcome, June. Oh, my word. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, me, oh, my. I Now, listen, Paul, Jason, I'm so happy to see you both. Sometimes I come to this podcast um, begrudgingly. You know, I've had to watch this whole movie. I've, uh, so much has upset me. Tonight, for this live show, I couldn't be happier to be oh. here. <laughs> so I couldn't wow. be happier. I couldn't be more ready oh. to get into this. I, I loved love every that. second of it. I have notes. This is maybe the most notes I've ever taken yes. on a movie. Me too. Same. It, I took so many notes, Paul. I took so many notes that I was worried about the audio in terms of having to like flip pages. So I have them all laid out in like all these legal pages over the desk because there's there are just there's so much to say. All right. Well, let's yes. get into it. This movie opens up with an image that I think is very disturbing, which is a young girl makes a snowman and is about to like start making out with it. What's disturbing? <laughs> she you didn't, is going. Wait, you're saying you didn't practice making out with like objects that you would create in the wild outside in the world? A cold hmm, like ball of snow, like to put her tongue <laughs> in, because she looked like she was going to give a tongue kiss to it. She was go, really going in. Here's like what I'm going to say. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to say. Controversial statement. I'm coming in hot. That is the most romantic kiss of the movie. <laughs> well, I said to Paul at the one most point. The chemistry between any couple is between that little girl and that you snowman. You know what? Boom. You know what? You might be right. Because I said to Paul at one point, I'm like, have, have these two, Sarah and like current snow, snowman, Cole. Snowbo. Have they fucked? Like, ha- has anything, have they kissed? Nothing. Has they appear to have done nothing. These two well, people. Once I mean, again, these very movies strange. reveal themselves to be so chaste and so, so desexualized as to like as to and live yet, in a world but yet in which, also perverted. Yeah. Oh, hugely deeply, perverted. Deeply, deeply perverted. perverted. And deeply like here's the thing. I would understand. I would understand it if this movie, if the if the people in this movie, Sarah, Nick, I guess Cole, but Sarah and Nick primarily, yeah. were like in their early 20s. Mm. Th- no, these people are in their sadder. 30s and they are mm-hmm. acting like children. Cool. These are adults. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I just, yeah. I, I want to get into like the mythology of the snowman, but I do, just for the audience here, just showing this opening Just a tea kiss. report. Just a tea oh. report. Oh, that, look Nothing. at that. A Moroccan Jeez. mint, guys. A Moroccan mint. I'll take mint. a sip of, uh, talk about uh, adults. I'll take a sip of an adult <laughs> drink. Thank you. I have my Santa mug and I am drinking uh, some Ooh, a Santa bourbon. mug. Oh, yeah, nice. Some bullet bourbon. There we go. Um, okay. Let's take a look at this first clip of just the kiss. Because I want to just see, this, is, this, this basically is the premise of the whole movie. It was love at first sight. Anyone could see that. And it was obvious that this would be nothing short of a whirlwind romance. Nothing was going to keep us apart. Dean Papadopoulos, I love you. And I think you feel the same way about me, don't you? What are you doing? I don't know if she's attracted to a snowman or she's using it as a sexual toy, but this is where 
This is where the movie. I don't think she's using it as a. Hold on, I'm gonna. I don't think she's using it as a sexual toy. Let me be very clear. Well, okay, I don't well, think. Wait, I don't, think it's I don't know that she's not actually. I, you, I you think, think this is going to escalate? Well, no. Here's well, my thought. I don't know the what carrot. Is, there are all sorts of things that could happen. Oh, I mean, okay, okay. I, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know what was happening. None of and us here, know. You know, but but to Paul's point, Jason, and to yours earlier, like the Nutcracker was at least like shaped like a a man, like a a figure. It was figurative. Yes. Agree. It was this. Yes. Yes. No. This blob. This, it's, this is. Look at this. Look at. She is going in for it. She was going in and a, a nice romantic kiss. But here's what I'll say. What is a sex toy? A sex toy is something that you would. Well, this is something I'm glad you're defining because I've, I've long wondered. So please, Paul. Get, I, get I'm, just saying, I'm just saying that like she is it, clearly in the beginning. She believes that that is not the boy that she wants. She's creating an image of him and then and, and connecting with it in an intimate way. That to me would be a sex toy. It's an object that she's treating as human for pleasure. All right. Well, now I'm back on Jason's side. I want to get off this <laughs> together. Holy cow. That I is, I mean, I could, we could spend the rest of the night yeah. unpacking what you just said. <laughs> because, Paul, she is, yeah. she's playing house. And she's, yes, right. exactly. She's, not she's playing fully house. acting. She yes. stole a boy's hat. She stole his hat and she got his. <laughs> I mean, his, his wow. We don't know. We don't know that she stole it. Well, where? How did she, she come just, with the pro- She just happens to be in possession of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're giving this girl way too much leeway. She wow. stole the hat. She's a. She's kind of creating some sort of ceremony here. So the snowman smells oh, wow. like this you, young boy. So you boy. think she's like a witch? <laughs> that she got the boy's hat. She created Dude. a. a this so you think this is like a magic movie in which a young witch c- conjures the perfect boyfriend? Well, there is witchy well, shit in actually, here. Actually, that is the movie, though. <laughs> I think you. you did. That is actually Thank the you. movie. So now that I'm back that, with yeah. Paul. Um, but the craziest part of this movie. I mean, there's so much insanity. But to just get into the magic of it. You know, because all of these, and I don't know, is this a Lifetime movie? Because I feel like a lot of different platforms Uh, are now, okay, a lot of different platforms are now creating their own, like, genre of Lifetime Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of them have these magical elements, like Nutcracker. But what we learn in these flashbacks of 18 years. I want to respect the title. A very nutty nutty Christmas. (laughs) 18 years ago, 11 years ago, three years ago now is that every year these two adults adults get together two decades and I'm going to say they are say they are two decades. in their mid 30s. I'm going to say they are early to mid 30s. That's Would how you they're agree? cast. That is how they're cast. I'm going to say yeah. they're in their thir- they seem to me to they're be in people their in their 30s. They're, and and his hair her, is receding. Yes, yes, they're in their mid 30s. And I'm just trying to wrap my mind around these two people, friends, not friends, whoever they are to each other. Well, they're Getting friends. together. Oh, I know, but I'm saying in any relationship, this is strange. They get together every year to create a snowman that is the ideal version of the man that she wants to fall in love with. Yeah. That. Yes. It's a very cuckolded position, I believe, of that boy because he is getting whoa, nothing in return. Whoa. Yes. 
Well, <laughs> but 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 the only thing they're doing though, really, because they are not like master snow builders. What they're doing well, is creating later. foundation. Well, later, but foundationally, just a regular snowman and putting different, and I mean, like not that different actually, items on him. Yeah, with the one exception. Which is that at the end of every montage, at the end of every, there's a montage that kind of time elapses us from whenever they are at 12 or 13 all yes. the way through to adulthood. So that gives you the sense of, of time um, uh, of time passing. She always takes Nick's hat off his head and puts it on the snowman. So every time it's her that. best friend's. So the first hat is the hat that is Dean Greek last name's hat. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Dean the Papadopoulos. Hat is real Dean, estate Dean broker. Papadopoulos. Uh, yeah, it was uh, very astute, by the way. Dean Papadopoulos comes in with very little information, just that his hat's on a snowman. He's like, hey, is that me? Are you trying to make out with me? And then and then destroys himself. He's not wrong. He's, he's not, not wrong. wrong. He but he's, right. he's a but very astute love. for a young boy and then destroys the effort. Like, he destro- like him destroying himself is very interesting because in the reality of this movie, that is Cole. Yeah. Or is Cole the next one? Cole is the one that they made Cole's in the, the last one. Is the last one. No, Cole, Cole says, oh, I wow. always loved I was looking always at this there. house. He was oh always there. Cole right, was Paul. He's the, uh, been there from the beginning. Cole, He's been there from every the beginning, snowman Jason. is Cole? Yes. Every snowman Cole, is Cole. Okay. Because he Guys, also does Cole seem to been, know all the other snowmen in town. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Hank, Cole Hank has been worked on. This this is what's troubling. So, so Cole, I, think, I don't know. Paul, you're Cole absolutely is. right. They have been working on building Cole their entire lives yes. since they were six years old. Now, the thing that's so strange in the movie, though, and the I want to still get to the magical piece and the mom scarf that comes into play, and when those I'd Cole love to eyes discuss whether twinkle, Cole is good or evil. Evil. Well, okay. So what I was going to say about Cole is, it's he and Nick have such an antagonistic relationship. But Nick has really made Cole. Like, Nick is uh-huh. Cole's maker. Sure. Mm. You know? Yes. He's his yes. god. No, but, no, but no, no, Cole no. Cole seems to exist as the as the human embodiment of the wishes. They, she, uh, Sarah continues to wish what she wants from the perfect man. A sense of adventure. So Cole is an adventure travel guy. Uh, sweep her off adventure her feet. He comes tourism. in and does that. Adventure tourism, rather. Like, she has this list of what she wants from the perfect man, and Cole represents the personification of that list. Well, um, of that, it seems to me that while Cole has been the same for 20 some odd years, by the way, she's 29. Um, by the way, uh, we just in the movie or the in the movie? In, in the okay. movie. Um, so okay, still so too Cole, old. Still too old to be acting like this. So Cole is not the amalgamation of all the ones because we saw a punk rocker, we saw a goatee wearing one, we saw some very different personalities. I mean, they listed, they like, they stood in that one moment of them like playing air guitar for way too long. Uh, but way he is long. the personification of the most recent. Cole, right? So like every year it changes based on what she wants. So this year she wants the travel writer and but she is the architect. when he says he's yeah. always been there and he's always wanted this for her, what is he referencing? Well, he also says, I've always loved this house, yeah. which means, which means he's been there every year. I think, 
I think there's some, I think the movie, let's be clear. I I don't think the movie has a clear mythology, but I think some version of what the mythology is, is the spirit of Sarah's perfect man as personified inside of the snowman has existed throughout all of the snowmen that she and Nick build together. Somehow in this instance, it comes to life. So Cole has all these kind of memories of, I always loved this house, dot, dot, dot. But like, so he seems to be a representation of her, her in immature desires or immature ideas of what the perfect man is. Well, I mean, are we just basically saying, I mean, well, we should get into the lesson in a second. I want to bring up something that June brought up. And actually I saw somebody in the chat bring this up as well, but I have this written down. You said, you know, that Nick is Cole's maker. So would that make Nick Cole's father? Yes, no. it would also make Sarah, Sarah Cole's his mother. mother. No, that doesn't make any sense because Sarah, they are building a perfect boyfriend. They're not building a son. Okay, so it because, right? all right, so, well, so, so you're Nick, saying yes. that Nick Sarah is, is not a parent. Nick is participating in building his own competition every year. I don't think Nick is Cole's god because Cole is negging Nick the entire movie, calling him little, calling him little guy, like treating him like he's the, in a traditional rom-com, you know, like this would be, Cole would be like, have a, a, a sweet face to Sarah and then snarky and shitty to the competition, to her friend, right? And yes. he'd be like, That's not really he-. what happens here. No, but it's a little bit like that. Cole is a little bit of a dick to Nick, you know? I have so many issues about- Little like, guy. Like, always calling him little guy and being like, ah, look, come on, little guy. You know, there's like- I mean, listen, I, I thought Cole was amazing. Paul knows I was taken with Cole. And June jumped out of the bed when that shirt came off. When that she was shirt came off, I was hooting and hollering. I was like, yes, thank you. Like it was so I mean, great. And I think this actor is wonderful and an untapped yeah. talent. I thought he was hilarious. The scene in which I know you were gonna play it, but the scene in which he's just standing as a snowman. Yeah. And you know he he delivers with, with, with his with his like dead eyes, and she she has to like force him to engage was hilarious. So so uh, my point though, Paul, is that Cole Cole is a, Cole actually is a grown man, and I love that that actor chose to be. He's playing something that is for chill. You know, he's he's an object that is a child's object. A child's, like a child's wish. Like a, a child's yeah. wish, like a plaything. Yes. And he plays it, he made the choice to play it like a grown man. And I thought it was such a great choice. Shoot. And I felt that he wasn't antagonistic. I know I said he was antagonistic before. I felt like he was treating Nick the way Nick deserved to be treated. Oh, no, wow. no, 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 no. Okay, wait. I need, I strong disagree. I Yes. <laughs> Because here's the thing. Sorry. What we know about Cole is this. Can we all agree? I, I think we need to set a baseline here. Cole is a fucking liar. Cole does not work for an extreme Whoa. travel agency. Whoa. He is lying. Hey, buddy. He, yeah, what? Oh, I disagree. I you think disagree. he works for You think no, he has parents? No, none of that is real. Here's my, here's my question. Okay. How does Cole have a phone? Cole's he have a, he's not even point. wearing. How does not, Cole have a phone? To me, like, let's go back to the Nutcracker movie. A very, 
a very nutty Christmas. Yes, where does Cole? How does he have pants? I believe, where do you get I believe the pants? Cole, I believe Cole goes outside and turns into a snowman at night. I don't know. No. But but the no. reality, like, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I don't really. Well, maybe that. he but, does, though. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, like, with when the very, the, the rules, they're very bad about the rules in this movie. There's the way no they were, rules. The, they were good about the movie, the rules in the, the Nutcracker movie, right? When yes. he comes to life. A very nutty Christmas. A very nutty Christmas. When he comes to life. He has a purpose, a drive. He's going to help her. It's like this movie lacked the hijinks that that movie had mm-hmm. because Cole, as a snowman come to life, should be not good at interacting with the world. And in fact, he's just doing all of the boyfriend stuff that a 12-year-old mm-hmm. imbued him with. And as a result, I agree with June, his performance is childlike because his entire persona is that of the, he's been populated by the wishes of a young girl hard, for all these years. Hard disagree. Hard I disagree. needed him to get into more interactions with more people because he actually seems like a real man. And I don't think he is. He's a snowman. Well, this is right? my question. Okay, well, this is the issue. What is he? Is he a demon? Is he like, because what no. he is, is a snowman. I also wrote, is Cole a demon in my notes? Yeah. I wrote, I wrote what, that like, in what my is notes. He? Like, what is, is Cole he? A demon? Like, we don't know any rules. There's no logic. He's got money. Like, he just, no, like, I get, I'm all Cole. for a magical movie. I'm all for a magical movie. But there's, no, like, there's no elf here, like, in the sense of, like, the buddy the elf comes to New York. And he's like, oh, my gosh, what, the world's great. Like, he's not impressed by the world. He knows the world. He's telling her that he, like, works for a travel agency. These are all lies that will eventually be revealed. He is a bad guy. Well, when I don't, but you're, I think the, I agree with the first part of your story because, uh, or your theory, because Nick yeah. is constantly peppering him with questions and yeah. Cole has no answers, right? None. But I don't think he's bad. I don't think his, I don't think he has malice or malicious intent. I don't think he is a evil character. I think he, I think he is just, he is um, two dimensional because the, that is what she thinks she wants is something that isn't, that doesn't have depth. That doesn't have reality. They, her, it, Cole is a representation. Oh my God, we're getting into Drop Dead Fred. Holy. Uh, oh no. <laughs> oh no, no, no. That's no, why I loved no, Cole. No, 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 I loved Cole. We're getting into Jason, Drop Dead come Fred. Back. It's okay. This it's is okay. Drop Dead we are, Fred. But we're outnumbered here. It's okay. I believe Cole is not evil at all, but I believe he is the sum, the collection of. When she says that list, and they do, they repeat it a number of times. He is the physical representation of that list. But yet, okay, what's his endgame? Because he says, oh, my hands are cold. So is he a snowman? Does he have any, like, like, does he have any? He's going to go it, well, that, but that's my question. He, says he was his a purpose, snowman. He says his purpose now, is to show her movie, true love. Yeah, now, why oh. in this movie all snowmen need to... Well, or at least he needs to leave by Christmas. I don't know. Yes. Like, I he don't know why he Christmas he is He says he needs to leave by Christmas. Yeah. But he was taking her with, like, so his when, whole game plan was that she was going to leave him? No. His, yes. His whole game plan is, he. it's very carefully worded. He says, I'm here to make you find love. Right? But what okay. she thinks is with him and what he means is with Nick. He is a catalyst. To show her that she's really in love with Nick. 
So what is he doing with Hank the Snowman? Because Hank the Snowman- Well, she's at work, so he's going to go play in the park. I mean, he does have downtime, Paul. He's got got friends to visit. (laughs) Yeah, he's got to kill some hours. (laughs) Now, Cody, I just saw put in the chat that there's a Team Nick, Team Cole thing going on in the the show's chat. And I have to push back. It is not possible to be Team Nick. There is no Team Nick. Nick is the wrong choice. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's the interesting thing about this movie is I don't think I've ever rooted so hard for the wrong guy. You know, I, here's I knew what I, we were here, set yes. up to want her to be with Nick. And I'm just like, go to Paris. Go to Paris for seven days or 10 days or whatever it is. Fuck the snowman and then come back. <laughs> He's got an ice stick, June. He's got an ice stick. That's the t-shirt. That's the t-shirt. Fuck the snowman. <laughs> if his hands are cold, if his fingers are cold, imagine what his dick would be like. He's constantly, I mean, I'm just, I'm not trying to be There's, too gross let me about be this. Very clear. In the, in the mythology of the movie, there is no going to Paris with Cole. Okay. That's him. He, he knows that's he not going to happen. Though. It's it's all because she needs to realize she should be with Nick. And I, but to but June's point, be. to June's point, here's what's interesting. The movies, the movie, rep, they, they have terrible chemistry. I really missed Horrible. Melissa Joan Hart. I really missed oh. some of the people that have been in some of these other movies. Yeah. Because a spark, if they yeah. had sold, if they had sold us on the chemistry between Sarah and Nick, this movie would have worked so much better. But we have, it's almost as if they meet once a year to make that snowman. Their relationship seems so distant from each other, but they're best friends who live in the same town and see each other, I believe, all Nightly. the time. They're best friends. They are so best she's, friends. She's but they, a very sour character. I found they, oh, her yeah. to be sour grapes. Oh. They also seem to live in like Stars Hollow. They seem to live in the tiniest of tiny towns, but they live in the Twin Cities, which is a thriving metropolis. I, I also like, need to talk about I don't understand. this paper she works at, but I want to get, I, I don't want to go too far away from Cole. I do want to say Two, that Sarah reprimands Nick for having his feet up on his own couch. Why is Nick's door a bank vault door? I was very confused by that. <laughs> okay, so as the well. way they set up Nick, I mean, this is the thing about these movies. Whenever in one of the Lifetime movies you see a man who has like a messenger bag on, you know immediately we as the audience are supposed to think Uh-oh. like he's like a real like renegade kind of guy. Like he's the artist. He's like not in a suit. And I knew we were supposed to think that about him, that he wasn't, he wasn't sort of the obvious choice, but it's like, I, I I am so turned off by this gentleman. Oh, come on. And for you, wait, do you think, can I ask you, June, do you think men in messenger bags, do you have a take on this? Like, is that like a, oh, you just, that look. Wow. That look says I mean, Jason, like, I'm what learning if I was so much about my wife. What if I was wearing a messenger bag? What if I was wearing a messenger bag and drinking tea? tea? Yeah. What would you Listen, think? Like, what? I do think that there was a time <laughs> in New York City when I was going to NYU where every guy was like starting out with messenger bags. And... It was such a look. And then then there's sort of like the corporate messenger bag. Yeah. Which is like the guy who's like, I'm not going to carry a suitcase. I'm going to carry a messenger bag. And I don't like what it says. You know, I'm like. My mom once got me leather, like a a fully leather 
saddlebag. And she's like, this is you. And I was like, it's not me. It was so like, it was like that, that middle ground, which I've seen so much. Like I'm wearing a suit and my briefcase is like a $600, like, like messenger bag because I'm still cool. I still got it. I still got it. Yeah. And also for him, it's like, why do you need that messenger bag? Because all of your work seems to be on one iPad. And I know we're going to get into the iPads in this movie. And I know Paul has a lot to say about I mean, this movie... The, no one has ripping. a fucking iPhone. Everyone has an iPad. IPad. You're a cartoonist, but you don't have tools in there. Like you don't have yeah. brushes and palettes and and canvases. Like you just have your, you have this finger and and this screen. Well, he That's may have it. Like an Apple pen. Well, he may have an Apple pen. Yeah, he might. That he can. <laughs> he might have some sort of stylus. But like, I do. I do believe he can do that. But I, I want to talk about this guy, this cartoonist who is not working, getting rejection letters that can fill the room. Let's just take a look at this vault door and this apartment, because for a person that is completely unemployed. All right. There's the vault He's door. He's living it up. It's I mean, so, I mean, what is like, the, the, and, and even the sound like they fully into, it sounds as though like it's, 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 you know, like from a bank. I, he's I, not, was, he's not working in an old bank. I mean, this is not like a, a not a rent of, it's this like. This confounded yeah. me. This is what's so weird about him. Cause like, he's supposed to be this interesting, the way they set him up as a six-year-old, he's got that fun haircut. He's supposed to be like an artist, you know, yeah. but they put him in that sweater. Well, he's got it. He, it's That's interesting. Not They've set law. him up as I think in order to set him a, against Cole. They've set him up as like um, kind of a failure, insecure, someone who's never mm-hmm. succeeded. You know, she's basically like everything's not so. What does she say? Everything's not so great in the cartooning world or something. I can't find the quote. I wrote it down at one point. I, I, I wrote down like, something. <laughs> but I was like, wouldn't you know that? You're his best friend. Mustn't this be what you guys well, talk about a, all the time? But Jason, she's a terrible yeah. friend. She never asks terrible him friend. one question. She never just says like, hey, are, are, are you interested in, in dating anyone? Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, have yeah, you yeah, had yeah. any like interesting are you with, are you with a three women? dimensional person or are you Nothing. just a reflection of my needs from you? They meet or they don't meet, but they get together and they the idea of this tradition, the snowman tradition is born because he was dumped and she was um, embarrassed. Right. Like because she like the, you know, uh, Dean Papadopoulos knocks over the the uh, the snowman. And then all of a sudden he comes over. And he's like, oh, Jen doesn't like me either. And then they build their perfect snowman for her, but she doesn't go like, let's now build a snow woman. Like no. she, like she just takes it. And then we find out that he actually dated. And what was that well, like? So a part of the mythology of this movie though, that's so strange aside from the snowman, although connected, you're right, Paul, to that first snowman is that she, her breakups are like iconically embarrassing. And it's just weird. Like the one and that we everyone st- knows about. Everyone knows everyone this. Knows They're about, like, like the part been, of the town's lore. At, but at the, the weirdest beginning, thing she's is, broken up with Brian, and her dad knows, and ev- and Nick knows that break. And then she reveals they've only been dating for two weeks. And not only that, I'm like, but when who would tell somebody about someone they've only been dating for two weeks? No idea. You're an adult. You're an adult. You're an adult woman. You're an adult. Woman. And how many dates have you done in two weeks to even make it like a breakup? Like that seems like it's not a breakup. It's, it's just not a breakup. It's, it's something that happened. Now, and the weirdest thing about how embarrassed she is, is when you see his animation, his cartoon of what happened on the last date. Now, when we're in present, present day times, 
It's that they broke up and then the waiter spilled soup? Well, to add insult to injury or injury to insult or whatever, she broke up with him and then the waiter poured soup in his lap and they're laughing at this. Like, they're awful people. She's an awful person. Yeah, I didn't quite, I I didn't (laughs) clock that either. She just seems to have no interest in Nick's emotional life. I think because... Were she to be curious, she would have to understand and acknowledge the obvious fact, which is that he is visibly in love with her in every mm-hmm. scene that they're in together. Because otherwise, they are a, she just might. She just must think like, "Oh, this is my friend Nick. He's asexual," which is like great and oh, fine. Yeah, yeah like, like wh- he doesn't. Why not, not have Nick? Why not have Nick have? We never populate Nick's life so that he's had exes that we meet in town or something like that. We don't understand him to be a three-dimensional person. He only, if you told me that this movie in the last moments pulled out and like, it was like, it was like WandaVision, like, like she Mm -hmm. was the only real person and she was populating everybody in the thing with her mind. Like, I would believe that because nobody exists but for their reflection in her eyes. Well, to me, I would have been very happy to see Nick and the elk jerky girl get it on. Oh, I loved her. I I love the elk jerky girl. And the boss. And Cole. And the boss. boss. Wonderful performances. Now, also, I would have loved to have seen, like, two months from the end of the movie because I think what's going to happen to Nick, who seems like a genuinely nice person, Wait a second. Are you changing your tune on Nick? No, I do think Nick's a okay. genuinely nice person. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I really do. I also think there's like no competition though. And well, there's no reason from the way he's behaving throughout the movie why she should be interested in him because he's um pathetic. But I do think he is a nice person. And I but what's gonna happen to Nick two months from the end of the movie, which I'd love to see, is that he's going to realize that this woman is incredibly selfish and he's not going to be interested in her. Here's the headline. Here's the headline. And this is what makes the movie tough. Nick and Sarah will succeed because they're both duds. They're both duds. Amen. They're both duds and they they deserve each other. I I was not into the, I wasn't rooting for them. Yes. And not, 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 not that I was rooting against them. They don't deserve love. They don't deserve love. Wait, Paul, they don't deserve love. They don't deserve love. (laughs) They deserve the love of each other, which is a, which is a, an Ikea showroom version of love. Just like Nick's house. It's empty, but it looks pretty. That's it. Here are the people in the movie who deserve love. Dean Papadopoulos. No, no. I mean, that okay. dickhead? He that dickhead love. real estate? No, no. The, her boss, her friend, okay. the Elk Lady. Sure. Elk Lady Cole. is a straight up murderer. Like, Elk Lady is killing I too love much elk. elk Lady. I want that movie. See, that's I the thing is love a lot of She's the hilarious. other holiday movies we've done ha- were better populated with more characters like Elk Jerky Lady mm-hmm. and the boss. And all those people. And this movie was, the, I think the cast list of this movie is a grand total of six speaking parts. I, I, I mean, it's dad, Re- like, daughter, remember, like the nutty two Christmas. Dudes. They went to a big party. It's like, six. There was a it lot is six. going on. No, there are it's, six people here. Six that's speaking it. parts. Yes, yeah, it's, that's it's it. her. By the way, is the Elk Lady, I have a question about this. Is Elk Lady a journalist? Like, why is Elk Lady coming? She works at the, she works at the magazine. I don't but, know what her job is. Okay, so the, the assignment that they get 
By the way, I have issues about this. I have so many things I want to unpack. Again, it's the Twin Cities magazine, which is Minneapolis, St. Paul, which is digital magazine. magazine. Jason? Digital Wait, magazine. What? It was it was called a digital oh. magazine. Oh, 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 okay. I but, thought I mean, it was a magazine still, magazine, but no, 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 it's the but, same thing. Basically. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but even a digital magazine, the infrastructure of that like that must be one of the. I mean, this movie is fairly recent. Again, this movie came it out in looked like the Stars Hollow newspaper. It looked like they were dude, they were making a pamphlet for a time. It looked. This movie is obviously shot in a tiny Canadian town. The movie is like relentlessly Canadian in a way that is like almost an attack. I, well, I consider I mean, it. Paul like, said at one point, he's like, "Oh wow, they're all doing Canadian accents." I go, "Paul, those oh, are Midwestern oh, accents." Oh, 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 <laughs> well, I feel like those Midwestern accents were like. <laughs> We watch a lot of Fargo and we're going to do the best job that we can. Uh, yeah. Because like some, I mean, it was like mayor of Easttown. It's like all of a sudden one character is like going like, I'm mayor of Easttown. Check out this Pennsylvania. <laughs> a- yeah. You're like, this is my Pennsylvania accent or Pittsburgh accent, whatever that is. And then everyone else is like, I don't have that. Like, why, no, that, why yeah. make it? Why make them? I What I couldn't figure out is why make them? Twins, why make it Minneapolis, St. Paul, if it's obviously a tiny small town in the Midwest or it is just Canada? Because point, her desire yeah. to travel, her desire to see the world, these are two thriving cities that have art and, you know, yeah. like uh, uh, massive populations. And, you know, like uh, it didn't make it's sense to me. Like, They're me acting here. as yeah, Sarah, not, like, Sarah I, is I'm, pitching a travel segment. For the yeah. like, she's pitching a brand new segment of the magazine, and they're like, "No, no, 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 no! This is Twin Cities magazine. We don't le- like. We only we don't cover Twin Cities goings on. Like, we are not catering to the traveler. Yeah. Like, here's here's what we could cover: Prince from from that area. You know what I mean? Like, like it's not like this. This seems to be shot like he shows up in a carriage. They drive through like what looks to me like the wilderness in the carriage. Also, how long is that lunch break? They seem to go on lunch hours. breaks for like six hours. The and they time, go to like a fancy restaurant. They're going to irrelevant. A, they're going to like a four star like evening place for. Okay, to, to just talk about this because him seeing the deer, which is clearly stock footage, is amazing. But when they go to when they go to dinner or lunch or whatever they go to lunch, um, there are carrots on his plate, and he's like, oh. Like he gets freaked out that there's a carrot there. And I'm like, oh, he probably won't eat those carrots. Then he kind of picks up the carrot and like smells it like, yeah. so is he going to eat himself? Like, like, I don't understand what the I snowman think he's thinking is. Like, I think he's thinking like, is this an, am I about to eat a nose? Is this a nose? Are they, are they serving me nose? <laughs> Interestingly, I don't believe we ever see Cole eat or drink <sighs> and he's afraid of fire and is comfortable in He's the most frigid of temperatures with the with the cold. So uh, he I, is literally a flesh hands. He's a hunky snowman. He is just a snowman. That's well, she it. did. She chiseled abs on him. I mean, this is the issue. So here's my question to you, because my issue is that we think this is a movie about Sarah finding true love, but it seems to me that to June's point. This is a movie about Nick getting true love. Like Nick is his creator and it looks like, yes, it's, it is presenting as if it's Sarah's wish, but it truly is Nick's wish. Well, sure. Huh. But like it truly I, I is about, know. it's truly Nick's, about, I don't think Nick's, it's step Nick's wish to be that snow, snow well, person. No, but, no because like, what, what it is, is like, it, it, to, 
This snowman motivates Nick. Nick says, I've loved you since the day that we met. She's like, well, if you thought that, why are you saying it now? Which is such a dick response. But like, it motivates Nick to be um, not passive anymore. Like Nick makes more character choices in this movie than Sarah does. Uh, he, yeah, I, here's what I'll say. I, 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 I can come at it from a different okay, point please. of view, which is that Cole, Cole is the catalyst for both of these people to realize that they are in love. But what this does she thing- realize? They're telling her, don't fall in love. They're saying, like, everyone basically says, sure, you love this guy, or sure, he's romantic, sure, it's fun, but that's not love. Love is not fun. I know, I kept love on asking, like, just- well, what is love then? Why are they making such a distinction between love and romance, or true well, love and romance? I feel like romance? what they were saying was, I felt like what they were saying was, you as an adult are are coveting, are thinking what love is, is the things that a 12-year-old thinks love is. No, it's a 29-year-old. real love, real love is about, the father says it. Yes, of course, when I saw your mother with the red scarf, she stuck out. But then we really had to be in love. And what that means is, what we all know, is doing the work of being in love. It's not about like a lightning bolt hitting you and somebody sweeping you off your feet and taking you on adventures and all of these. It is in the beginning. You have to like, like they're basically saying like- That is the problem. What everybody is telling her is like, don't look for that special feeling. Don't Don't find that spark. And it's like, yeah, you don't don't need that spark. Yes. And which isn't to say, which isn't to say that that can't transform and grow and that- Longer but you relationships should have that spark. What they're to saying them, but- is you're only looking for that special feeling because when it starts to fade, she bails on relationships. Her character's character's backstory is once she ca- she has myriad boyfriends who once that stage, which is called limerence, once limerence, Whoa, wait, once hold that on, stage right, of- Back it up. Okay. Wait, so talk to me yeah. about limerence. I've never heard this term Limerence before. is the honeymoon phase. Limerence okay. is- that mo- that the initial part of a relationship where you are just getting that you know that hit of like oh my god this person is right. so exciting oh my god uh, everything they do off is your- everything we're describing right and but the problem is when when limerence ends the actual relationship uh, an adult relationship has to happen sarah thinks love is limerence all the time and so when it stops she breaks up with every boyfriend and that is her problem. I guess I would agree with that if it seemed like she was even getting past the stage of limerence with with these other men. Right. It seems to me like she's. But that's what the movie's telling us. Like with Brian, the boyfriend at the beginning. You I like, guess, you but know, again, two weeks. It's two like weeks? I, I would hope that's limerence, not limerence. Would, would last yeah, three for months. Like, Six months. A I mean, year, Jim and I've been you know, together for almost like twenty years. I mean, I've barely has it ended yet, Jim? I think no. I'm still in total limerence. I think the movie is telling us for her, the minute she sees something real uh, that isn't these adventurous, this, this, and this, she bails. And what her dad and what other people are trying to say is actually love, love starts like that. But it actually has much more depth and much more. Right, so she's not doing. That's wonderful. That's so wonderful. And love that. Love that for her. Love that for everyone. Cole represents only limerence. And Nick, I think, poorly represents. Zero limerence. The idea. Yeah, zero limerence. But the promise of the uh, substantial love. To throw her onto him, to force her to, to consider him. 
to have so many people telling her that that she should consider Nick like without any when she doesn't feel that. And for her, to, it, it felt like she was getting brainwashed to yes. just look Accept for it. someone Accept who it. has been there settle. for a long time. Hey, it's very like Sarah, is the word they you use. need to settle. settle. You need to settle. And by the way, I'm I'm a big believer. Like I uh, I read this book that uh, was really uh, transformative for me. But there was this idea that like sometimes settling is viewed as a bad thing, but settling is really just making a choice and instead of not making a choice, right? Like, like we have this idea of like, uh, like FOMO, but FOMO is, well, I made this choice and I didn't do that thing. So I like enjoy your settling. But to me, it felt like, oh, Sarah, stop looking for the big thing. Just, you got somebody here who's gonna be here. Like it didn't feel... Like we saw enough like of them really saying, vibing. Like, don't worry about falling in love. And that that was troubling to me. Well, I think what they were saying was I think what they I think what the movie is trying to say is love can love doesn't just look like what you thought it looked like at 12. Love is adult, yes. long-lasting love is a different thing, and you have shut yourself off to that because you're so consumed with checking these boxes of a list that you made when you were 12 years old, you know? But Jason, you you keep on saying this thing. You keep on saying this thing about 12 years old because I will say, all right, so I guess let's just, I want to understand. I only say it because they keep repeating her (laughs) list and it's the same list. Okay, okay, so I see what you're saying. So she's always like, I want someone to sweep me off my feet. So there's like one- adventure. Okay, got it. Okay, so I I guess what I was saying was, I felt like she made the list of 29. And all of those things. Okay, all right, I get I get you. It's like, so she's never changed what she wanted. Every she now and then, not the rock grown. and roll guy or Sarah something. Sarah like is emotionally 12 years old in her understanding about what adult love looks like. Boom, I am single. <laughs> <laughs> what I wish I had seen from her and Nick is the only act of kindness was that she like got him a job at the, at the online magazine. Um, that's it. So but that's they, a great, that, I that's a huge loved, thing. I, it was a very nice thing, but I would have loved to have seen them having a laugh together, taking the oh, piss out of each other. should have been palpable. It, yeah. And it's like, but these two I mean. people seem duds. to not like each other actually. They, oh, I'll go one step further. They seem to not know each other. They're yes, constantly yes. telling us they're best friends and they seem to not know each so other. So much so that I was like, oh, she lives for a long part of the movie. I was like, oh, she lives somewhere else and only comes home at Christmas. That's so what this, it seemed like. It, that's right? what it seemed like. Or, or he did. Or, or he for, did. And this is just like a Christmas movie, friendship. For yes. half of the movie, I thought he was visiting because she says yes. I've never left town. I thought he was visiting. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. No, they are best friends who see each other all the time. They're fucked. They're not this. There's no chemistry to these people. Well, but I mean, so they, it they doesn't could make have any a fun, sense. They could have like a fun, like witty repartee. Like it could be like a Harry Met Sally kind of a fun, like they could be picking a piss out of each other. But there's that one moment where they're working together on the story. And I was like, this is being set up like, I hate you and I hate you. And the boss is like, and I'm putting you two together. And like, huh. It's like, no, no, you should yeah. be psyched. But here's my question. Besides the fact, why are they starting the big Christmas story on December 13th? That seems like way too short of a lead she time for the giant she issue. Need, she also says, I need to <laughs> fall in love by Christmas. Why? That's like, 
That's, that's, you think, again, you're 30 years old and you think it's possible to meet and fall in love nope. within 12 days? Nope. That's, 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 that's like a child's thinking. And I also think these movies set up these premises and stakes for women that I, I've literally never heard one woman, one single woman in my life, and I never felt this way when I was single, think like, oh God, I hope I'm with someone by Christmas. Like, mm-hmm. Well, you've never had the thought like, I want to have somebody to kiss on Christmas Eve. That normal thought, like not not New Year's Eve. I just want to have somebody to kiss on Christmas Eve. It's never occurred to me. If anything, it's like, I want to be like, I want to be in a food coma on a couch. Like Christmas to me is not like a sexy time. Like Christmas is a time to be in your comfy cozies. I agree. I agree with that. But I think you're equating love with sexy time. And I will say the idea of spending the holidays alone is sad. Of course. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and that, I'm not but dismissing she's got that, her but dad. she also so, has but, her dad there. But, that, yeah, but that's exactly what I was just going to say. She has family. Yeah. She has not only family, but a best friend and, and many other friends and a support system. She's not, the movie would make sense if it was like she's alone someplace. Nick is her best friend. He comes to visit. They do their tradition. And like, you know, the snowman comes to life. By the way, how the fuck do you make this movie and never reveal to Sarah or Nick that Cole was the snowman well, th- I mean, all that, along? That's, that's my issue. The, the snowman doesn't seem to know I, that he's a snowman. They don't get that reveal. There's no stakes to the that's snowman. That's the whole fun of the movie. Well, Nobody here's my suspects question. that he's the snowman. I, I never reveal. I said this to June and June disagreed with me, but I'm going to say it to you here. I believe that Sarah's mom was a snow woman. Uh, okay, so you're or, saying or okay, something? Because, what? You or, think Sarah's dad snow fucked person. a snow woman? Well, okay, because uh, here's I, the thing. I don't know. Why, okay, well, let, let's get into that Go magical on. scarf. Go what's on. The, what's the magical scarf then? Like it's, what's oh, what? okay? So this is like this is where I'm kind of confused. Yes, the movie is with based around this idea. Right, the scarf it is, the, is scarf. the thing yeah. that the snowman comes to life because of the scarf. And again, yeah, the father's like, "Here's the scarf." So what? So that was a scarf that her mother was wearing. Is that a thing that brings it? Was her mother a light post or a lamp post in France? And then that, be, like, like I what does not. this magical scarf bring? Does a, does a scarf <laughs> bring things I to sure life? I think there. I Paul. think that that's the movie trying to draw a cute and sweet connection between the love that the parents had, which is what Sarah repeatedly in the movie says, I'm looking for the kind of love that you and mom had. And and wait, okay, why does the dad wait until she's 30-something yes. to give her the scarf? Because I'll now? tell you why. I'll tell give you why. Scarf, because that why. dad, she is too attached to that home and that dad. And well, that no. dad had been holding that scarf back because that dad wanted her working on that furniture. And that right, dad wanted, a some... lot of times what happens with dads is when mom dies, they make the daughter little wifey. And I okay. think that's what was going on with I, dad. You know, June, I don't disagree with you, but I also <laughs> want to talk about something here too. Quaint Paul furniture in that big, beautiful house that they have. Like he freaked out. He's like, you, I you shouldn't you have should, gotten you me should, this. Your, your company name should be Quaint. Paul podcast. Oh, I mean, something. I'm going to get into Quaint Paul ready to go. But Quaint Paul says like, oh, honey, you shouldn't bought me this stain. It's too expensive. She was like, no, nah, it wasn't daddy. For was Father's like, Day. For, yeah, he's like, for Father's Day, she got him furniture stain. And, and by mean, the way, what? it's from Italy. And you're telling me you live in St. Paul, Minneapolis? No. But by the way, by the way, like he seems to have a incredible, for that house, 
unless the mother died in some sort of freak accident where they won a ton of money, like 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 she was, you know, killed by a toaster fire and Black and Decker like paid them out like twelve million dollars. Like that quaint Paul furniture is doing good because she's not making that much money on that digital well, fucking says- zine. Well, she's working for the magazine and she's also listing his refurbished furniture and, and making money working on it herself. Right. Yeah. You know, but she's not paying rent there. She's making it. She's a very successful business is all I'm saying is like that quaint Paul furniture is paying the mortgage of that house. I'm just saying it's not a small that house. I think they own that house outright. I think from so what too at this point from what from well, it being furniture. a small town and them living there forever. That, yes, from Quaint Paul Furniture. And yes. I think, Paul, that you and I, because I, I actually really love the kitchen in this in this movie and their the kitchen in that house. I love I loved it, loved it, loved it. But I do think the house was not set up. I think you saw it as this like mansion. But oh, okay. I don't think that's the way it was supposed to come across. I think okay. it was it, they were supposed to come across as like modest, you know, okay. people yeah, who are I, in this yes. sort of old fashioned it's giant. <laughs> the t- but the house only makes sense as a big house in a small town. It, looks it doesn't giant. make sense as it a looks big like a house museum. in a big city. It looks like it they, does. Yeah, it looks like I it, agree. Yeah. And here's my question. I have a couple questions. Uh, okay, there's places I want to go. <laughs> we didn't really break down the scarf thing, uh, but I will say but this. I, but I do think the scarf was the magical element that caused Cole to come to life. And this then time. Nick wears the scarf at the end. When they Correct. had their their final meet cute, so. and it's it's when she finally sees Nick, sees Nick because he's wearing the red scarf. She sees him as the the love. the the one that she's supposed to be with, or whatever the way that her Which, dad like, described seeing the mom. I think yeah. that's the that's the connection. The uh, movie again, the movie is clumsy. I'm not saying they're doing a good job of this. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't. I didn't Couldn't love this that. the way I loved. How, how, what world do we live in where I'm saying I didn't love? <laughs> Snowman's as much as a very nutty Christmas. You are looking wow. for, you're saying I need a little bit more of Melissa Joan Hart. And I'm going to tell you, this movie did need yes. a little bit more comedy chops. And I do think yes. the Snowman was good, but I thought the- Characters. I, I thought the Snowman was good, but also a humorless Characters welcome. Guy. Give me, I needed a Rizzoli or an Isles in this. Guys, yeah, I needed characters a welcome. We need characters. We need characters. All right, we so June and I them. got to this debate and we just barely started it off screen. And I want to bring it up here. When- when Nick says, I'm happy for you, June says that's a lie. And I go, that's true. He is happy for her because they are friends, but he's not happy for himself. And I believe that that could be, two things can be true. No, what he says, Paul, and this is where I took issue with it. He says to her, when he finds out that she's leaving for Paris with Cole, he says, I'm happy for you, um, but I'm just not happy for me. And my point was like, well, then you're not happy for her. And that's actually, that's, that's actually just fine, but you're lying. And Paul, I mean, I do feel like I uncovered something about you because Paul kept on saying, no, 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 no. He is happy for her, but it just hurts him. And my point of view is like, well, that's not possible. That's a lie. And that's an okay lie to have to tell yourself or to have to tell someone else, but it's actually not true. Do you think you wait, can be happy? Wait, yeah. what do you mean? Can you be happy for someone, but also be upset? Like, it's sort of like, hey, I'm so oh, happy. Oh, oh, yes. Yes, I think you can be. Thank I think you. you can be. I think you can be happy for someone because you love them. Yes. And you want them to be happy, even if that means their happiness 
makes you unhappy. Yes. You, unrequited love. If you are, if I'm unrequited love, love with so someone much. and they love someone else, I've I want to see you happy. But I've never been unrequited, so I guess I don't know. Wow. You've well, never had yeah. unrequited love? I guess I have, but not to the degree. You've always gotten everybody you set your eye on? No, 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 no. That's not true. But I've never had the experience of thinking to myself, I love you so much that I'm happy that you are with someone else that you love. I don't believe that that's ever a feeling I have ever had, honestly. And I don't think that's possible. So you would rather than be unhappy but like, here's my question. I'm not you saying would rather I would rather than be unhappy. That's not the equivalent saying. I'm just saying I could not honestly say I'm happy for you if I was not, if it was causing me that much pain. Wow. Okay. Wow. I, I think, Maybe that makes I, I me think a terrible person. My, I think if it was Cody, my best Molly, friend. Cody, Molly, what do you think? I want to hear I Cody. If it was my best friend, if it was somebody that I was like super close with, even if that I had feelings for them. That, in that love I knew with. they if if I felt like they weren't in love with me, right? But they found love, I would be happy for them, and I would be heartbroken for myself. Super producer Cody really says, be "Happy with for super them." Produ- super producer Cody says, "I'm with June." I'm with June. Yeah. Producer Molly says, "I am not with June." So we are. It's. It, I guess it comes down to how we are as human beings. What like, I think is, it's a it's a lovely and ne- actually necessary. Um, mechanism of self-preservation. And I think that I understand it and I think it's lovely and and important to when I to, said when I said I was happy for the actor who got the role in the M Night movie uh old, <laughs> I meant it. Now I wasn't happy for myself, but I was happy for him because it was a great opportunity. <laughs> now I also can say well, if I was there, I would have made a couple of different choices. But I think if you can't be happy for someone you love to find love that is not with you, then I think you are selfish. Oh, I think I you are being selfish I because think you're being saying selfish. you're saying only me. Right. Only you, if it was you're not allowed on my to, level. You're yeah. not allowed to have you're not allowed to have happiness on your own terms only with me. No, but see, and, that's not what I'm saying. I don't think it's that black and white. I'm saying that I would okay. never stop someone that I was in love with from finding or or stand in any sort of way. I would say go you with God, be happy. do what you need to like, do. You would be, you would I couldn't be, stand here and say, I'm happy. That is a lie. And that's- I'm happy for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm not happy, happy for you. For I'm you. not happy. I'm not you happy for you. I'm happy You're not for not, you. I'm unhappy for me. <laughs> Okay, the T-shirt is "I'm happy for you." I'm happy for I'm happy for me. I'm, I'm happy for you, but I'm not happy for me. Like the I'm front not. says, "I'm happy Come for you." On. I'm I not. understand. I understand the feelings behind it, but I would hope I would hope that I could be selfless enough to wish for and be happy for a like the person I love to find love. Like even if, if you had, no, I think what other. you're honestly saying is you're at peace. That's fine. I'm at oh, peace. Oh, I actually don't think I would be at peace. No, I'm not at peace. Ru- I'm happy. I would think I would be, I would be a mess. I would be a fucking I'm not disaster. And how That's could you say line. you're happy for them if you're because, a because total I am. mess? I'm happy I, for them. I, I, I'm, I'm sad for me. I'm happy for them. I'm sad for me. I'm happy for them. I'm sad for me. That's the shirt. Write it down. But here's the thing. <laughs> I believe I believe that you can be an inner tor- inner turmoil. You can be an inner turmoil, but also know like it was the best thing for them. Like I'm Nick. I'm a fucking Again, peace. dud. Peace. 
That's not happy. But I'm not at peace. peace. I'm not at peace with resolve. it. Resolve. Yes. Conclusion. That's not happy is active. It's and it's false. And I think that sometimes we need those false narratives because they make us feel better. They make us feel like we're not selfish. They protect us. But I don't think that that's true. And I think what? But you're but you're saying as if there is a truth, and I don't think there is like. Can I don't you think feel more than like, one thing at no, one time? That's what Molly said. Of course says. you can. And I think that that's absolutely right, that you can feel like, oh, well, obviously, even though I'm devastated, I don't want them to be with me if they don't want to be with me. Of course not. That Again, peace, resolve, go with God. <laughs> Happy? No. Okay, no, well, sir. how about this? We know that Nick is an honest guy because all three of us are writers. We've all made money writing. And when Nick reads her yeah, article, yeah, baby, yeah. When Nick I reads love her article, making money, and I, I, oh, I, I love it. The but here's the thing: of wealth that I've generated, you From know, writing? is just stunning. Right, so I got those, Jason, I got those word bucks, baby. <laughs> Jason, if it. I came up to you and you said, "Hey, uh, Paul, can you read this script?" and I said, "Yeah," and I read it, and you said, "What did you think?" and I'd say, "It's accurate." How would you feel? It's very accurate. Yeah. Is that I a think good, he's, yeah. I think that's him saying something that is like, he's get, he, it's a flat response. It's a flat response because he's, he's still struggling with every scene. Nick wants to tell her, I love you. Um, and he's basically saying, yes, you've written what happened. You know, um, those are, you've described the events that have happened, you know? Right. Yes. So, but like, you've but, like translated this yes. experience. I mean, yes. and, 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 and that, like, that to me seemed like the most, the most, <laughs> The most cutting line in the whole movie. It's very accurate. It's very. It, you it, it's ca- sort of like someone way, going up to you after you've done a play or something and saying like, "Wow, you learned. You, you knew all of your lines." <laughs> right. You that know? would be incredible. What? What an incredible. You if said I, all of I your lines. I would go to my car you and said, leave. You no, said all of your lines. That's something that, that people say. Like, oh, you. Wow. How did you learn? It was amazing to me that you learned all of those lines. It's like as an actor, that's. The least of of my concerns. I, I think it's more know? damning than that. I think it's like you said all of your lines. It has yeah, nothing. Yeah, I, think there's, you yeah, did that. I think you did. But when you say to if you if someone said to me, "Wow, you really memorized all your lines," that's the bare minimum. Bare minimum. Like, then then I have failed. Yeah, it's like yeah. the people in this movie memorized all their lines. Like, I, I, I mean, and I, that, we would be having minimum. a different conversation. I think we would be having a fundamentally different conversation if the casting had allowed for Sarah and Nick to have chemistry. If Sarah and Nick had chemistry, if we were rooting for Sarah and Nick, if we believed in Sarah and Nick, we wouldn't be having this conversation. The problem is, and I think, June, specifically what you're reacting to is that they don't seem like soulmates. So it feels like they're settling or it feels like they're being she's being told. And in fact, she is being told at one point in the movie to settle. And the reality is their friendship should be represented as something that gives her all of the actual things that she needs in life. While, per, you know, like in terms of emotional, emotional needs, not um, external like um, fireworks, but her, emo- and, and if they had rapport and chemistry and banter and, but that she was still like, Fun. but I, friend, I'm, you're in the friend zone. I'm still looking for that guy that makes me feel like I got hit by lightning or whatever. Mm-hmm. She wants, she wants a love story. And if they had set up a, if they had set up, set up a relationship for her that looked like love, even mm-hmm. if it was friendship love, 
that she just needed to be shown this is actually maybe potentially real love. All right, I want you, um, I want to do something with you guys. We would be more on board. All right, I, I, I have the whole article here in front of me right now. Pick a paragraph and I will read you a section of the article. I have one, I just pick, <laughs> uh, from one to 10, I'll read you one of the, one four. of the, uh, par- four, okay, great. Many stories are told while sipping on a Christmas mug around the fire. And it's here that we bond closer with friends and family, which make the holidays one of the best times of the year. For years, we've been saying that Christmas has become commercial with too much emphasis on shopping and buying. And it's been a tough year for my family. Whenever my mom looked over at the tree and the scattered presents, she would sigh and say, there won't be as much for Christmas this year. Try not to be disappointed. Like, this is a dark article. There's Mom, I can't. This is the article? Mom, I can't. I was stopped by my mother's eager, joyful look. A look I couldn't understand. In my world, where receiving outweighed giving by light years, my mom's act of selflessness was incomprehensible. It was a huge act. Tears filled my eyes, and I thought in disbelief about how much my mom must love me to give up her Christmas so I could have a few more presents. This is the article wow. they wrote. Seems like it's not covering ice skating or, or yeah, s'mores. Yeah, they did. The snow I mean, it also carving. seems like it seems like Nick's whole cartoon. Life is about creating a cartoon of Sarah, who's a real grump. Well, I thought, because he also does cartoons of all of her breakups. Yeah. You know, he does cartoons of her breakups. Is he making a Ziggy, but Sarah? Yeah, he's, well, he's definitely like, well, again, like he has no, he has no point of view on himself. So he really just draws her. So he's not, so for Nick, Nick, until the end of the movie, Nick isn't a character in his own cartoons. Well, he is when he's getting eaten by the snowman. That's true, I guess. And at the end, he makes the cartoon for her, the cartoon series of cartoons that's about them, where he puts himself in place of Cole. And and it's like the end of The Painter and the Thief, the documentary, uh, which is an incredible moment where she's painted herself into the painting. And I cried for like... Six hours. I need to get a couple of questions from the audience here. I want to ask you one question before we do that, which is simply this. Um, uh, Do you think if Hank the snowman is real because we see Cole talking to Hank in the forest, is the shark also real? No. Oh, God. No. What's the what's the well, logic? Because, so is Cole the doesn't interact real? with the shark because Cole has a lot of feedback for that shark. Yeah, or the angel. I think this is, I mean, a very good question. Very he doesn't question. talk, he talks, he talks to a bunch of snowmen. Yes. Right? Well, I and, just but remember he doesn't one. talk to the, just, maybe it was a, maybe, okay, it was so forget, maybe it was just the one. But he seems to not recognize the angel or the shark as like sentient, the way right. he thinks Hank his is. other. I, I, this so again, much so I think that he's, a movie. he's pushing Hank's head together. He's he's bleeding out. He's bleeding out. Yeah. Like it's a war trauma. I don't know. I don't know. Well, maybe, yeah, I, that's true. It's yeah. a great question, and you know we have to. Why does he bring them fish? Why does he bring them fish slop? I. Why was that? Why was that? You seem to understand that. I did not know what was going. No. On there. Okay. First of all. He's created all these lies, right? That he's from, his parents are from Norway. He grew up in Norway. And that's a real Ludwig or Ludwig. Oh, that must have been. Yeah, so he's like, but like, to to me, that's that's why I think he's a liar because clearly he never had that unless he has been alive or unless he has been in Moscow Square. And the way I kind of keep thinking about it is like, is he snow or is he water? Because if he's water, then did he evaporate as a snowman and then go back up and then come back down in the Moscow Square? Like, what is going on? Jeez. You know, I don't know. 
And and at the end of the movie, when he gets in that Uber, like, does he melt? Well, that's the thing. We never see well, what I wanted. I wanted closure yeah. for Cole. I wanted us to see. Uh, here's I what I want. I wanted justice here's the movie for sh- Cole. The movie should have ended justice for Cole. The movie. <laughs> I want Cole in Fast and Furious 10. Boom. Uh, here. Get him um, in there. I, I, I think the movie should have ended with them, right? Right. Uh, uh, kissing. Uh, with chemistry, um, them kissing, then looking out the front window, and the snowman is back. The Cole snowman is back. back. That's the last Wait, shot. The, it, that's the last shot. Is? Yeah. Oh, then that's Cole. That's Cole. That's okay. Cole. Okay. But what that's was Cole talking to Dad about? Cole really talked to Dad for a long remember, time. Remember, Dad is like, remember, Dad is like, oh, you guys didn't yeah. make a snowman, right? He saw um, that. And, and and the snowman is that they made the night before has gone. It's turned into Cole. So this is Cole turned back into the. I snowman. would have liked okay, a moment so. where Sarah and Nick look and go. Cole, right? You yes. need right. something. Yes. You need to understand. And the, then they go. Then they go and they like beat the shit out of it with a baseball bat. <laughs> and they're like, you motherfucker. I fucked that. I fucked that man. <laughs> she didn't uh, though. I don't think. But no, here's my question. Because there's no dick. Yeah. I don't think Cole had a dick. I do think he had a dick, but. <laughs> no, because they, it, I, I think he only had cold. what was on the snow. I don't understand how that works, but if it was a freezing cold dick. It had to be me. I mean, I have but cold fingers, but I'm not a snowman. She gave the snowman abs, so he had abs. Well, like the snowman like, didn't have hair. Snowman doesn't I even wear, so. The snowman doesn't even I, wear I the mean, shirt that she puts on him. She puts a blue shirt on him, and he wears a red shirt. He doesn't have a carrot for a nose. He doesn't he have has pants. Arms. Stick arms. He doesn't have a cell he phone. He has stick arms. <laughs> Give me something. <laughs> okay. All right, let's go to let's go to the crowd. Let's go to the wait, crowd. Wait, we have a lot of good guys. One more question in the chat. The hashtag Does he have a dick? I, I want the he chat. He definitely to has in. a dick. All right, Paul. is his dick a carrot? Is possum New York ass? No, they would have put it there. Right. So if it's not there, it's it's it's, it's nothing. Okay, but I think they would have you, had possum. to have put a carrot where the dick is for him to have had a human dick. June, I didn't mean to cut you off. What, what were you saying? Well, no, I was going to say my question. There's so many frames in this home of. And pictures oh, God. in his home, in the bank vault. I'm sorry, in Sarah's home in the bank vault of them as little kids with snowmen. Did, did they take them out for holidays, years. though? Is that like a thing? Like we take out the Christmas dolls for holidays. Did they take out the, the, the special snow portraits for holidays? Or are they up know. all year round? I think those, I think that's just, that. The, that's their them? lives are so sad God. that these are the stories. These are the pictures of their life is that they take a selfie every year with a representation with a of a giant ass her, iPad not a phone of a rep, yes a representation of her idealized man and she puts That's it as a screensaver. Uh, yes. like, oh, God. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, in the chat, a lot of people are saying, yes, he has a dick. All right, some more questions from the chat. Let's see what else we have here. Uh, all right, next question from the chat is this. Natalie asks, do the star eyes mean he's a spirit or an alien or a ghost from space inhabiting a snowman, or is that magic from the universe bringing him to life, i.e. is he possessed or activated? Yes, this is a question. Is he a demon? We don't know. Thank you, Natalie. We don't know what he is. He they di- don't examine the magic of it at all, which is, I think, foolish. The way that, like, A Nutty Christmas and other mm-hmm. things. We and need Jack a Frost. line. A like, line right? to Jack just, Frost, yes. right? That yes. was the other one? Jack Frost. I'd rather have No Dad than Snow Dad. Um, yeah. Or I'd rather have a Snow Dad than No Dad. Sna- Snow Dad than No Dad, yeah. But well, I mean, the other thing is, like, when they when she finds out from her dad that this, the their snowman has disappeared overnight and she's, like, so angry and she's running out, and she assumes like kids have fucked with it. We never get to see what was left there. 
Like, we never get to see the remnants of the original snowman. Because he's just at the door. Cole is at the door wanting what do you to think? talk to her. What, what, With what the you, scarf. With the scarf that they put on would the you, snowman. Which takes yes. away the magical part of it. Because, like, in my mind, he should have worn that scarf the whole movie. So he, like, that, like, the again, like, we don't know well, what there, the we magic is. We were tracking is. a lot of different scarves. <laughs> I mean, by the way, that guy never wears a jacket. He must have been a freezing cold actor. God bless, God uh, bless the actor of, uh, what's world. his name? His name and, is and uh, he, Jesse Hutch. He's working his ass off. He's making choices. He's working his ass off to give Cole some kind of a vibe, which he, he has. Did. Which he, I, at one point, which he, I very he much just appreciated. shouted out, I love 15 degrees. Amy, yeah. it And I laughed out loud when he's but fighting. But what I couldn't figure at, out is how does he have a cell phone? <laughs> or how is by the way, how does he I, I keep how on is, going back to how does he have, does he have pants? How does he understand how anything works? How is he calling an Uber? How's he getting tickets to Paris? How does he how is he making I mean, that's a string yeah. you can't really yeah. Molly so asks how questions. do you have a passport? Next question from the audience. What do we got here? Um Maddie the cat asks, Sarah, I don't want romance. I want love. Okay. Thank Sarah you. says, I don't want romance, I want love. What is, is the final takeaway that romance and love are mutually what does exclusive? That mean? I don't want romance. What does that mean? I, think, I don't want I romance. Think what she's I want is, love. It's it's inside of what the the father is saying to her, where he's like, "Yes, when I saw your mother in the red scarf, it was like a lightning bolt hit me." But then, when that faded, real love kind of took over. And what she was saying is, "I'm ready for real love, not uh, listen." The, talk um, about two swept off my feet. Talk about blah, two blah, things blah. are possible. Two two things can be true at one time. Like this movie is setting up a world in which you can't have both. That's the problem well, with it. It's like, it's this, the moral of this story, if it's a Hallmark movie or ABC family movie, I don't know what kind of movie it is, is saying to the audience, hey, look, I know you want to travel. I know you want to like have a better life. Town. I know you want to move mm-hmm. out of your small town, get out of the house I, with your dad. I know you don't. want your own don't. place. Well, the message don't. is, the message is your life is enough. Yep. You have everything you need. And love it. Don't Even aspire, if it's not true. Don't aspire to more. Right. Don't aspire to more. Don't dream. Yeah. Don't dream is the answer. And here you go. This is a and question from people. Or, Paris. Follow, or follow through on your dreams. I would have loved her to go to is, Paris. And why then couldn't be, she go to Paris for a week? What if, like, what if Cole would have said, like, when they broke up there and Cole went over to Nick and said, here's tickets to Paris. Take her. That would have been a better ending to me too. Like, like listen, she went to- I wish we had that ending. To me, I don't care how great Nick is. I don't care what she's realizing. I cannot get on board with this woman not going to Paris. That's insane for seven Texas. days. Like, with what? okay, so if if, if a friend of yours, if a friend of yours was like forty-eight hours ago, a stranger showed up on my doorstep, Erase my took zip. me to lunch in a carriage. Uh, where he did not eat, um, he tried to he tried to sell my home, and has now invited me to Paris. Should I go? Yeah. Oh, also, I'm in yeah. love with him. No. Yes, go. Okay. No. Okay, June, then you would. You're do that? advising this person to go. This person's a um, Cole presents as a murderer. Yes, he has no. He has no family. He has no family. No background. He has, she can get nothing. Paris. I would trust. He's ungoogleable. You can't. Did Google you ever Cole? do that, June? I want to know. Did you ever do that? Did someone at, at at your bar come up to you and say, "Let's go, let's go to Paris"? And would no, you just jump in? No. And I, I, you know, I wish that had happened to me. If someone had come up to me who I was attracted <laughs> to, in love with, 
and said, let's go to Paris together for seven days. I have a ticket. It's booked. There's no way I, I wouldn't have gone. And I did not, and I cannot get on board with her not going, even if she wants to come back and explore what's going on wow. over here. Like, so great. You never had a snow. You In never time. had a snow France. You never had a snow France. You never had a snowman. I never had a snowman. Um, all right, let's get another question. This one actually comes with a video clip. So let's take a look at this. Uh, Lucky the pizza dog asks, "What was the deal with Sarah's boss? Was she an alien attempting to replicate human interaction?" Let's take a look at this clip of the boss. Here we go. I love it. You do? Oh yeah, it's perfect. Mm. <laughs> okay, so what exactly is perfect about it? Young love, the carriage ride, a staple of downtown St. Paul. I mean, that is your story idea, right? Exploring the traditional, fun, romantic things young couples can do in the Twin Cities at Christmas time. I mean, obviously, <laughs> that's what we were going for. Okay, so watching that clip i realized she's making eye contact with no one i also noticed that for the decoration on the table it's like a, a vase with candy canes in it but that that actually was really unnerving to watch that close she's not looking at either one of them and she also yeah. feels like she might be magic yeah oh, wow. she, i think, mean listen you think she's she, magic she seems unwell the thing that i love about all of these movies and, and lifetime christmas movies in general is that there's not one frame not a one where you don't see somewhere in the frame a Christmas ornament, yeah. a garland, a something. They're yeah. they're everywhere. Even well, when they're in to. the woods. I know, but it's so like even when they were building snow creatures, there were the trees had red bows on them. Like they <laughs> the woods, you have the woods to know. are decorated in the Twin Cities. The woods are decorated. By the way, Devin, our amazing, uh, our amazing Devin, uh, says that is the wor- Devin who lived in Minnesota, worst attempt at a Minnesota accent I have ever heard. So this is com- something coming <laughs> from. Well, you can speak to truth to power here. Uh, I would have loved for there to have been more life for the rest of the townspeople, the other people that they worked for, Mm. the dad and the old man that he works with. I would have loved for a, because this movie felt so thin. I would have loved for there to have been depth by using some of these other characters. As a result, having a B or a C story would have been really interesting. Yeah, sure. And would have made the movie a lot more enjoyable yeah as it was it was i i enjoyed now, watching by it, the way get me wrong can you imagine what this would have been like though in the hands of one of the great you know one of the great actresses of our time melissa joan hart i mean if mario lopez was give a me, snowman give me a, give me give me a hudgens i would give me recast a hudgens the snowman. Give me a, i wouldn't recast him for mario lopez that's fine uh, by the way that's fine. but yeah, I mean, I, he did, Jesse Hutch does a great job, but I think Mario oh Lopez God. as Nick would have been great too. We want a little bit of compa- a competition. I think that you know, that's interesting. Hudgens in this role would be great. I think Hudgens should have a would have knocked it out of the park. A snowman would have knocked it out of the. Here's the thing I'm going to tell you though. You think that this is a low budget movie? This movie cost 140 million dollars. That's Emma Roberts. <laughs> Put Emma Roberts in this. Paul, little that's Italy. A lie. What did you? Wait, what did the you movie just cost say? 140. The movie cost $140 million. <laughs> <laughs> the actors took a large chunk of the pay. Uh, oh now, um, all right, let's let's. And I um, think the actors were yeah. doing the best they could. They were simply not oh, yeah. quite, and the chemistry wasn't there, you know, and you really did need it. They should yeah, have done the chemistry. Like, there was, I, would have, I would have loved it if Nick fell in love with Elk Jerky Lady. I thought we That's were going what you wanted. They were, something they were kind like of that. finding their you bond. Know, I wanted, yeah. I wanted 
more life for elk. So elk jerky lady is like the is the is the 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 Stars Hollow, you know, like one yeah. of the characters, the Kurt in Stars Hollow. Like, give me, give. Uh, you know uh, why and, they and could never the be together, though, Jason? Because he's too boring. Both redheads. <laughs> oh, and they can't they cancel each other out. June June did say to me. She whispered in the middle of the movie. She said, uh, "Wait, what? Well, yeah, tell tell her what you said there. You, Have you, you ever got, you, seen two redheads what? together? It's." <laughs> unheard it's, of it's, it's unheard oh, wow. of <laughs> wow wow the chat is wow. by the way shipping isabel and nick they like isabel i'd love to isabel. but we know they could never work you know oh, they could never is, work that is a shocking claim so he he's just what i said to paul we were watching it i was like if you look closely at nick like he's just on the verge of being a redhead like he's like right on the edge you know, in certain lighting, <laughs> in certain rooms, like in my lighting right now, he'd be a redhead. In Paul's, he probably wouldn't be, but he is a redhead. You know, at the end of the well, day, look, and right, so let, they wouldn't. You know, they could. They, I'm, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not trying to. I'm. I'm not disagreeing vis-a-vis the redheads. Them Have you being ever seen redheads, a movie saying, with two redheads falling in love? I there is. I mean, I will say, Mr. and Mrs. Weasley. Are both redheads? They are. They are the personification. They are the personification of true love, um, uh, and have produced a series of redheaded children. <laughs> and now, lovely. listen. Uh, you know, uh, did we watch them fall in love? No. no. Would I watch a movie in which they do fall in love? Yes. Do I want to watch them fuck? Absolutely. <laughs> um, sure. Let's, let, but we let's just look. haven't seen it. Clearly, we have an opinion about a lot of things, including redheads and gingers. But there are people out there with a different opinion about this movie. It is now time for second opinions. And here are some second opinion themes that were sent in by our listeners. Take a look. Second opinions that are found on Amazon. This movie was shit, but they say it's legit. So let's hear (laughs) them from Tall John. A great one. All right, here's a, that was uh, Pam Rose. Let's hear from Tom McWatters. Nice. I know you think this movie sucks. I couldn't give a thousand fucks. So take it with a grain of gin. Here's my second opinion. Uh, I love. Yeah, great. I love Tom Beautiful. McWatters. I love, I love Pam Rose. Yeah, they they are great. Tom does a mi- a bunch of songs for the show. Pam's puppet work there was great. And we'll end with Lacey, also from the Discord. Uh, here's Lacey's song. There was a snowman who turned into a real boy. He was scared of carrots and he just couldn't bear it to wear clothes in front of the fire. He likes buttons. He likes winter coals. His name no lie. He was born in the snow and the children know. He calls everyone little guy. Oh, Amazing. I that her. was. I also uh, love Lacey. that she had two trees. Two trees. Junior, you're a big fan of two trees. You wanted a tree in the bedroom, a tree in the living room. Yep. Jason, do you have any trees in your house? I have a tree. I have a tree in the in the living room. Oh. I just have I just have a single tree. Do you put lights? Do you put, do you like lights and decorations or just lights? Well, here's what I'll say. Normally I would have a um a real tree with lights and ornaments, but because of pandemic times, I have Last year, I got a fake tree that has lights. And so I've been using that last year in this year. So, yes, lights and ornaments. But this this one happens to be fake, which I don't love. Okay. 
Um, I will say this. There are uh, 119 total reviews of this movie. 60% are five-star. Uh, 3% are one-star. So people love this movie. I only have three reviews. I'll read them very quickly. Uh, from Retired Soldier Sailor, uh, they write, like I said, I buy a lot of Christmas movies. I enjoyed the heck out of this one. Buy it. You'll like it. Nuff said. Five stars. And the title is, I buy a lot of Christmas movies, but this one <laughs> is different. <laughs> uh, this one is from Tom FB. Tom FB writes this. Too close to people to realize you love them. Five stars. No title. <laughs> that was a little, wow. I feel like that one emotionally connected. And finally, from Butterfly Mom 54, I love this movie. I love snowmen. I collect them. How- Wait, I love snowmen. <laughs> <laughs> However, I passed this movie over a few times. The trailer did not appeal to me, but I decided to give it a go. It was the best $3.99 I have spent in a long time. <laughs> The beginning was a little slow and silly, but all of a sudden, the movie took an unexpected turn and the results were hilarious to me. I kept on laughing and I love Jesse Hutch in this movie. He is really funny. If you watch it, you will know why I love this movie and why I mentioned that I love snowmen. I see this as a good movie for a guy and a girlfriend to watch or two females So this is either a guy-girl movie or a guy-guy movie. This is definitely like seeing Jesse in one very revealing scene. Not going to give it away. What I did not like, and I tried, and it tried my patience, was the way that that male friend was so jealous. That girlfriend was so clueless, and the boss was so weird, but kind of funny. The part with Jesse Hutch were my favorite. So funny and so unexpected. I do not see this as a family movie, as it is an adult-themed, but clean. I just don't see young ones being interested. Maybe a young husband and a wife. Older couples would probably roll their (laughs) eyes. I do not see this as a romance movie as much as a study in relationships. Good graphic art (laughs) scenes, too. Enjoy. Five stars. And the review is titled A Fun, Frosty Story. Wow. But now there's one review... That I thought was actually really interesting. Um, and it is from the UK and it is oh. by Jessica St. Clair. Take a look. What? Oh, what oh boy. Do we- Here Hi we go. Guys, this is Jessica. I'm so sorry that I can't be with you tonight. I love watching Christmas movies with you guys. So this is breaking my heart. Um, Paul did send me the trailer of Snowman's and asked for my thoughts. Now, I don't know the full plot of the movie, but that has never stopped me weighing in in the past. Um, Just my main takeaway is the moment I saw that snowman, I knew this was going to be a movie about a woman who wants to fuck an inanimate object. And listen, I'm as sex positive as the next gal, but you show me a human being who gets off on a snowman. That's just, it doesn't exist because the entire movie, I'm concerned with what's going on downstairs. It was the same problem I had with that Nutcracker movie when we were talking about, is it a smooth wooden surface? Here I'm like, (laughs) is it made of ice? Is it spirit? 
it's, I just, I, these are the yeah. things that I can't let go. Um, mm -hmm. couple other things just, you know, again, on the superficial side, uh, the, the actor who plays Cole, who is forced to take his shirt off at a bonfire, um, which I initially thought was maybe he had a, like a, like a fever, you know, that was causing him to be delirious. <laughs> Um, he violates, uh, again, I hate to say this, but what I like to call the Mario Lopez rule, um, that we set out in that, um, Melissa Joan Hart movie where everybody had the, um, exploding, um, diarrhea during the filming. Um, and that is, I want my actors in my Hallmark Too films much hair, to have yeah. no hair, no hair or, or all, all the hair, hair in the world. He had a kind of smattering and it looked, you know, like they trimmed it up and I appreciated that, but that is violating a key rule for me. I want, and you know what, honestly, I want my men hairless. Okay. I do. In those movies, I want them to have no hair at all. Um, one last thing to say, I'm a woman who loves the olden days. Um, and okay. I, I've seen enough carriage rides right. now in these movies to yes. know that I don't want that. And I certainly mm -hmm. don't want someone picking me up at work in a horse-drawn carriage. It's it's a red flag. <laughs> it's just, there's so many red flags in this movie. So anyway, I'm sure there's much more disturbing things uh, in this film and I can't wait to listen. And listen, for all of you out there who would fuck a snowman, please, you know, let me know. I'd love to have my mind opened about it. Um, and I'm sending you all my love. Bye. Oh my there God. she is. The She's queen of Christmas. Too much. The, she the is greatest. just too the much. Greatest. But in only watching the trailer nailed so many things. <laughs> I didn't drill down on the hair on his chest. Um, but I think she's right. It wasn't. I think for Hallmark, it's easier for us gals to just have a, a more sort of Ken doll-like experience and keep the whole well, thing the, sanitized. These, the, yeah, sanitized is right. These Hallmark and Lifetime and like the kind, these, this style of, um, but I, one of the notes I made was like, I really, and maybe this is just like a different type of a movie. I want this movie to have like sex. Not like a sex scene, yeah. but I want to kissed. believe, I want, I want, exactly. I want to believe that Sarah and Cole, as they're falling in love, that, that attraction and physical demonstrations of that love are part of yeah. it. Like, I'm not going to go to Paris with someone if I've, if I don't know if we are good Compatible. kissing partners. Yeah. If we are, if, if, if I don't want to get to Paris and be like, oh, He's like, does that thing where he jams his tongue in my mouth the whole time or whatever. Like if I'm Sarah, I'm like, let me, yeah. let me, let me figure this out. He seems to be cold blooded. So let me figure out if I can, if we have sexual chemistry. I would have liked the, la no, the last line of the like, movie would have been like, and when we fucked, it was weird. Yeah. Like, it just yeah. Like, let, let me know. Um, or she, or Nick is like, do you think that, wait, do you think that Cole was the snowman? And she's like, well, his dick was an icicle. So, or, or he did, he did come freezing cold slush. I, I don't know. I mean, there, I, I think we unpacked a lot here. There's no mythology to break apart because we don't know if Cole could exist in this world. Jason's saying that Cole never was supposed to exist in this world. Um, I mean, there's so, there's so much. I want to just talk to you about the writer of this movie. The Blaine uh, Chappetta writes two types of movies, according to our research uh, guru, Nate Kiley, who 
did the Lord's work in finding research on this movie um, that has 25% of Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the He says that Blaine writes two movies, movies that are called uh, Dangerous Lessons, You May Now Kill the Bride, uh, Nanny Surveillance, and uh, and The Deadly Assistant, and then movies like um, <laughs> Last Vermont Christmas, The Christmas Pact, The Perfect Christmas Present, Always and Forever Christmas, and then the Jingle Bell Princess. So, so like he's going between oh, wow. hardcore, most likely to murder, Jingle Bell Princess. So he's going back and forth. Um, he just switches off between a murder film and a Christmas film every year. Uh, and that's kind of, uh, that is kind of thing. And the tagline of this movie. I'll say it. We say it every year. Well, somebody just have the courage, you cowards. They have. They have tried. In, they have tried. To put us in one of these movies. They have movies. tried. They have tried. I, I, I want to be honest. Have, I, I just, yeah. It just hasn't gotten to it me. Hasn't okay, gotten to, it hasn't gotten to you. We we were asked to, okay, a, okay, then, we were asked then to attach fine. ourselves uh, to a film before ah, I went to... Uh, we, want, okay. we want the film to be picked up. Uh, we will be involved. Like, we can't go and pitch this thing. We have to... like Hallmark's got to come to us and say like, you got a green light. Here's the yeah, keys. Yeah. Here's the keys. And the problem is like, it can't, probably can't be Hallmark because it's going to have to have nudity. <laughs> I mean, you have and to. And hair. <laughs> yes. And hair and nudity. Hair. All of which, all of which is me. <laughs> to be clear, all of which is well, me. I, yeah, I am no. bringing the you hair and the nudity. Yeah, where it's like, you're going to see all the hair <laughs> and all the nudity. <laughs> I want to I wanna go, I want to end. If you, you will have no, I want to play. I want to play the snowman that comes to life, and I want to show you this snowman has a dick. <laughs> if you are Hard wondering, here it, here it is. HBO Max snowman's movie. Oh I want to just end on this one question because I think this is a great way to rent round robin the end here because I think we covered a lot of stuff here from Brandon. Um, I'll keep up with Brandon's question on screen. Brandon asks, who's the most redeeming character in this movie, and why is it Herb? <laughs> Herb is the assi- the father's assistant. Is that right? I believe it is. Who? The, I mean, I agree. <laughs> I, loved the, I loved that character. The deaf man who the, worked the, 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 or hard of hearing. The man. guy who was just kind of like sweeping oh, or doing yeah. whatever in the background of the wood shop. I loved the, I just I enjoyed and that they were like he, he he was like, I can't let him go or something like that. I, I don't know. I was obsessed with that guy. Yes. Agreed. I think that Herb is all the, most, the side yeah. characters were the most interesting people in the movie. Truly, I, yeah. I want to believe that the jerky was something that that actress came up with, and they're like, yeah, 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 keep that, keep that. Like she made a choice, and they they put it in. I mean, she was really great. I liked her so much. This is a movie. If this, if I'm going to continue to compare it to Gilmore Girls, it's a movie in which everybody's Dean. All right. Well, <laughs> okay. this is great. Would you recommend this movie, Jason June? What do you think? Sh- I, sure. I mean, I it's guess. something to honestly, it's something to be seen. It's something to behold. Um. You know, and that's all I'll say about that. I I did enjoy watching this movie very, very much. And there are a couple of really funny moments, like when he's pretending to be a snowman and not pretending when he is he's being himself and falls (laughs) back on his instincts. It's really quite funny. Um, The movie doesn't, of course, like amount to anything, but there's some wild stuff in here. And I enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jason. I agree. I I agree with June. I I feel very similarly. It, while not as it, while not as fun, perhaps as some of the other, the, like we've been saying, a very nutty Christmas or some of the other holiday and handcuffs. Those I think were better better iterations of a, this kind of a movie. This is a little bit worse, but I still I had a blast. A blast. I think it's like for the sake of the podcast. 
absolutely watch. I, I agree. You know? yes. but, but, yeah. but there are other Christmas movies that I suspect might be yeah, a little bit more fun. Let me posit this. I don't disagree with what either of you have said. I will say this. I feel like this movie is more of a drama than it is a comedy. The other movies, like, understand they're being fun. And I don't think that this movie had the same sense of playfulness. I think it was played a little bit too straight. That's my point of view. I enjoyed it, but I think that that's what was missing from it. Like, it didn't seem And I think, fun. here's what I'll say, as, a, as to amend my point is, if I had just watched this movie and not gotten to have this conversation, or if I'm somebody in the audience to have listened to this conversation, if I just turned it on and watched the movie, I think I would be disappointed. I, I will tell you this much, that you know June I mean? and I have a movie- Without any- Yes. June and I have a movie that we have planned for next Christmas already because we stumbled upon it uh, because our child just selected it uh, over Thanksgiving. And I feel like uh, these movies are hard for us to for do? us to do. You mean a hard needle, to, oh, okay. a hard needle to thread. But you're right. Like it, it, it is it is not as insane as it should be, nor as yeah. funny as it should be. But yet it is interesting because it's confounding. Like it's like and I think that, that like it's there's something about All these yeah. movies always play it safe. So that they can just be like family friendly, safe, 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 nothing sexual, nothing dirty, not even any like intimations of stuff. Nothing. I would I would, uh, you know, it's I don't know. I Again, I wished I was missing Melissa Joan Hart. I was missing uh, look, we all, those. Look. I wish I, I, I found myself being elated when elk jerky yeah. uh, would come on or when the boss would be on or when other characters we're there to kind of enliven I, yes. what was otherwise. Yeah. What was uh, Cole? I thought Cole, I, Cole's doing good stuff, you know? But by the um, way, she but, also you know, didn't but, have chemistry with Cole. Agree. No, and, like, I mean, Cole it was, was Cole, game, yeah. You know? Cole was doing but, and something. And they're all, they're all working hard. They're all working their asses off in the constructs of, in the confines of the rules of the movie, which is tough, you know? Like, Ooh, it's not a lot. There's, like, like we said, I think there's six or seven speaking roles. There's six. no extras. There's, there's very little happening in this movie to work with. I'm just saying as an actor. Yes. I think there's very little happening. Everyone's making you know? their own choices. Um, Everyone's doing their own thing. And now, would it surprise you that Lars Van Trier directed this? Oh, Amazing. It would. Uh, it it's would. a dogma. It's it adheres Very to the dogma so, ninety five rule. Uh, Surprise me. I will say this, uh, June. We talk about joking around about being a Christmas movie. Uh, June, you are in a Christmas movie and a very good Christmas movie and it's on HBO Max right now and if you've not seen it, I just want to promote it and just say that uh, June's fantastic and the movie is really, really, really good. So you've, you've done it. You've done it before any of us and getting in a I, Christmas film. I have gotten in a Christmas film and um, I will say it, it, is a gr- it is a great movie. It's a great Christmas movie. It's called and 8-Bit Christmas. It's on HBO Max and you can stream it now and um, watch it over the holidays. It's Neil Patrick Harris, Steve Zahn. David Cross. David Cross is in it and it's just funny, warm, um, and just delivers on everything you want from it. And And our children have watched it at least 30 times, like at least a minimum of 30 times. That's great. I just watched the trailer for it and it also had like real... It felt like real nostalgia it, it, vibes. It like yes. it felt like a kind of Christmas movie that like we grew up. It, it's exactly very much right. like that's what it feels uh, like, like. What I think the Christmas story was to our parents, like reminiscing mm-hmm. about like the fifties. This feels like the that same idea. Like it's. Re- I, I'm I'm so excited to watch it to kind of. Uh, wash away snowman. <laughs> It'll be a great chaser. Yes, exactly. Jason, uh, what do you want to talk about? Oh, uh, nothing really. Um, 
You know, if you're not watching Star Trek Prodigy, watch it. It's a wonderful animated so Star good. Trek show. And you're great um, in that show, Jason. Oh, it's thanks so, good. so much. Um, um, and, uh, and that's about it. You know, uh, everybody, you know, it's that time of year. So if you find yourself in the position where you can give money, there's a lot of great deserving places that need those donations right now. So get to work. I'll, I'll mention one of there. those, uh, Freeing America is one of those great organizations. Wonderful. I actually work with them today. Uh, they do a, a great job, uh, for people who are food insecure and they are just an amazing organization that has throughout this entire pandemic, uh, seen their numbers rise to such a high level and have stepped up and met that challenge and continue to meet that challenge. Uh, and, and it's all through the generosity of so many people uh, giving money and volunteering their time. And uh, to work with them today was a really amazing uh, opportunity. I will say uh, also, um, not that it's, uh, well, I'll just plug it because why not? Um uh, Pace Magazine uh, released their 20 favorite comedies of the year. And this movie I did uh, over the year called Happily was on that. And I think it was a nice reminder that if you have not seen Happily, it's uh, streaming. It's It defies kind of a definition. It's a romance. It's a thriller. It's a horror movie. And it's a friends hanging out movie. It's all, all in one uh, kind of a weird Lynchian thriller kind of thing. Oh, and Paul, plugging one other thing. I know these plugs are going long, but I just wanted to... Um, invite our listeners because so many of the How Did This Get Made listeners came to our Jane Club uh, virtual summit last year. And we are, we've just announced our third virtual summit. It's going to be in 2022 on January 22nd. Uh, It's called New Year, New Jane. It's a time to kind of set some New Year's resolutions and tensions within community. It's a really, really incredible day of writing, reflecting. We have different topics and it's just absolutely restorative and wonderful. So we just put the tickets on our website. If you head to janeclub.com and click on special events um, and then head to New Year, New Jane, the tickets are now available. Uh, I love all this. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Our month of Christmas continues. On Christmas Eve, we'll be releasing the last episode of this podcast, which is uh, the episode that Jessica St. Clair forgot to record. Um, So (laughs) we have figured out uh, our our brilliant engineer, Devin, has uh, pieced together something that sounds about right. Uh, It may not be perfect, but it sounds about right. But that's our Christmas gift there. It's the night before Christmas, and that will be coming out uh, Christmas Eve. TeePublic right now, if you go to TeePublic.com, you can get 30% all How Did This Get Made shirts. A big, big thank you to our producer, Cody Fisher, our sound engineer, Devin uh, Bryant, and of course, our producer, Molly Reynolds, all three of them working late on a Friday night. We appreciate you. But I also want to give a shout out to our special, uh, amazing uh, person who runs the whole show here, Kayla Miller, who is uh, doing shit in the chat, pulling up video clips, uh, activating everything. Kayla, thank you so much for making the show run uh, incredibly flawlessly. And a huge thank you to our research uh, guru, uh, that is Nate Kylie, our our producer, uh, Avril Halley, for picking this film and all the films we do in this podcast. You can continue this conversation on our Discord. There's a chat going on right now, discord.gg slash HDTGM. You can get in there and continue the party there. You can also go over to my Discord, where I think there's a little bit of a chat going on over there, too. That's discord.gg slash Paul Shear. Chats are happening, so there's an after party. If you want to go there, 
enjoy it. We'll be doing assorted live shows, so just check out hdtgm.com for all the tickets and details on that. A big thank you to the people who do all of our amazing art. Uh, I'm talking about the ghost of Craig T. Nelson on Instagram, uh, Zach McAleese, and also Kyle Waldron, who you see all of his art on our Facebook and Instagram pages. Uh, you like the show, rate and review it, as always. Uh, but just thank you for showing up. Thank you for spending your time with us. Thank you for spending your money here with us. I know that that's tight, too. So we appreciate you. We will continue to be back. And uh, I hope you all have your perfect snowmans.